0: Hi, I'm Delene Allen, the networking queen. I love to connect people. There is nothing more wonderful than the human connection, the connection that can lead to incredible things, to love, to business, to make our lives just so much richer, meeting and connecting on a deeper level than, hi, here's my business card but making those human connections that can take you to magical places. Stay tuned for Network Equals Net Worth. I want to hear your stories. I want to share your stories. Hi, I'm Delina Allen. Network Equals Net Worth. I love connecting with people. I love hearing their stories. And let me tell you, I'm about to introduce you to one remarkable woman, Melissa Mancini Burbridge. She helps women push past fear and jump into their dreams with support and mentoring. She is creator of the Evolution Blueprint, CEO at Alize Creative Solutions, voice of Raise the Anchor podcast, creator of Danny and Me, and she is a celiac PTSD warrior. Her vision at Alize is to simplify the digital media world for small businesses and fellow entrepreneurs. Her mission is to instill confidence in her clients that their message is properly represented in the digital world, values of honesty, integrity, passion, and loyalty. And let me tell you, this woman loves life, loves her family, and loves what she does with a passion that shows through. So if you're looking to up your social media game, highly recommend you talk to Melissa. So Melissa, tell us where your story starts.
1: Well, my story is one of those unconventional kind of stories. I grew up wanting to be a lawyer. I always wanted to put those bad guys away and, and help the world rid of bad guys. Uh, and then I met my husband, and everything changed. Uh, I had to decide whether I wanted to raise my family and spend time with them or be stuck in the car commuting all the time. So I made a career change and I went into nursing. I took a test that said I could either be a nurse or an RCMP officer. And if you know me, I can't carry a gun. One, I'm a klutz. And two, it's just, it's not in my personality. Um, So I went down nursing, and I loved nursing. uh, But something happened, tragic, that made me get out of nursing. Part of my PTSD made me get out of nursing. And I chose this new path where I'm actually helping others in a much more rewarding way, not that nursing isn't rewarding, I just feel more passionate about what I do nowadays. Um, Yeah, we'll discuss what I do nowadays later, but that's my story on how everything began. Yeah, and interesting
0: though, that you, in order to find a partner or spouse, that you ended up moving to Ontario. So I I always loved love stories. So (laughs) you moved to Ontario and how did
1: you meet them? So I actually moved to Ontario to get away from a boy. And then I just went out um, one night and I wasn't really looking for a relationship at all. I had somebody hitting on me and it really wasn't my style. So I kind of pulled that line and saying I had a boyfriend, um, which I didn't. And I just kissed a random guy and then, bam, we're married now. <laughs> so it's kind of a crazy story. But yeah, we, yeah. we instantly connected after that um yeah we just really got to know each other we lived seven hours apart we dated long distance for a good nine months um so it was a it was a good connection because we we didn't have uh time to be with each other all the time so when we did actually have time it was quality time so we definitely um a lot of these younger listeners might not remember msn messenger but we definitely used msn messenger all the time (laughs) back in the day
0: and, and what, nine hours, uh, uh, that's not typical roads either. That's like crazy driving and traffic in Ontario, isn't it? And so and that was part of the decision of not only, let's say creating a life with your now hubby, but also the fact that you chose a different career path. So tell us about that. You you took that course and, uh, and you chose the one that was not gun related. I like that idea.
1: Yeah, I know. No, I loved nursing, I loved helping patients recover and get over illness. Uh, The hospital I worked at in Ontario, I worked everywhere from the ER up to the complex floor, which is where the dementia people are, on the medical floor, the stroke. It was a wide range. So I loved absolutely changing the community by helping one patient at a time. Uh, It's definitely an adventure being a nurse. Uh, It's definitely a lot of hard work and dedication. Uh, And you are also kind of getting uh, the story from a lot of different angles because you're getting the patients, you're getting the doctor, you're getting the other nurses. So you definitely have to be on top of things when you're a nurse. Well, and really, when
0: you think about that, because really what we're talking about is networking, you get to meet a lot of people, you get to realize that everybody sees things a little bit differently from the doctor <laughs> to the person who cleans the hospital to the nurse that I think many times nurses are definitely underappreciated for what they do. But I have a feeling with your heart, Melissa, that part of the reason you've chosen another path to was there's got to be an awful lot of politics that goes on there that is you know, I have to admire anybody in the medical field because our, our healthcare is underfunded and people are overworked, that you really have to be very dedicated, but there, there, there must be a breaking point where you say, I can't do this anymore.
1: Well, I can say I absolutely loved moving back to Nova Scotia with my whole family. It was definitely the right move for us, but it was also the beginning of the end of my nursing career because you're right, there are politics in things, And Nova Scotia's healthcare, I'm not going to diss it, but I'm going to say it's a lot different than Ontario's. So the politics behind the the healthcare here really started to frustrate me more and more each each day that I worked Um, to the point that I didn't feel supported in my role to actually be able to help my clients. So I felt like I was just going to work not really to do anything, and me wanting to network and change, and you know I love networking, it just, it didn't align with who I am. Um, so I can honestly say trauma is the thing that kicked me out of nursing, but my heart was out of nursing long before I actually left. Yeah, so in,
0: in many ways, not that we ever want to experience trauma, but so there was a blessing there.
1: Yeah, there was a yeah. silver lining behind the trauma. Absolutely
0: excellent okay and networking is, is another thing that um, that you are a master at. and so certainly it sounds like the, the opportunity you had in the hospital in Ontario that you got to see so many different you know when you say I'm a nurse that could mean so many things, couldn't it? And so it, by doing that that must enable you to say this is where I'd really rather work if I was to work here.
1: Yeah, in Ontario I started casually. Um, to get as, as many hours as I could. So I definitely floated throughout the hospital. So I definitely got to learn the different areas quite well until I picked the specialty that I really wanted to work in. And surprisingly enough, it was in like the stroke and cardiac floors only because those are the floors that you are meeting a lot of different people. You're meeting your physio, you're meeting your clients, you're meeting all of these different specialties, but you all work together for the end goal. And watching that patient come in, especially after a stroke and not being able to do anything, to walking out and coming back a couple months later, because they always did. They were always there for months at a time. They always came back and told us how they were doing. And it was just a remarkable thing to be seeing.
0: Wow. And and certainly, because you're also really good at, at alliances and teamwork, and that as business owners, being able to have a, a, a valued group of people that you can that you know, help and support one another. And so I'm sure on other floors you saw that, that that synergy is not always followed through because that makes such a difference in enjoying what you do and seeing fulfillment in it. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, and one of the weird things that a lot of people don't quite understand is that code blues, which is a cardiac arrest in a hospital um, was usually one of my favorite times. Not that the patient was coding, but to see those synergies working. So if you had those good synergies, you could see amazing results. But if you didn't see those synergies, your results weren't that great. So it was usually one of my favorite times if the staff wasn't working well, having a code, whether it be a code white, a code blue, or any of those codes, and just watching them come together and watching them afterwards, how they interacted differently with each other. It's like everything washes away when that happens. Mm And,
0: and to be able to revive somebody and then see them go into rehab and actually gain back their their independence. Yeah, that, that has gotta be, yeah. My, money is the measure of the pleasure we send into the lives of others. But most of us, if you're only working for money, you're not, you're not getting the pleasure of really feeling like you've made a difference in a person's life. And the interesting part about um, the fact that you know again um, you were happy with nursing and then it, it's got to wear on you number one with all of the stress I can't imagine people going through COVID as healthcare workers because that would just add that extra element to stress that's already in an overworked situation
2: mm-hmm. so
0: but when you when you knew that it was the end was that a really tough time?
1: It was a, a tremendously tough time um, Like I said my heart was already out of it. Uh, I went away on a trip and it was on our way back that I made the decision I can't I can't go back into nursing. It wasn't fair for my family. It wasn't fair for my patients. It wasn't fair for anybody and I luckily had a friend who I'd casually been working for say you know what just come and work for me and I did and that leap just changed everything and I'm forever grateful for that friend because Changing into that career just made me realize, yes, I can do this on my own because that's the biggest thing in nursing. I'm scared to make that leap. I was always scared. I needed to replace that income before I can make that jump. And even though I jumped into a career where I was making less, it, I jumped into a career where I could actually start making decisions to help people, and it ignited that entrepreneur spirit that was already in me. Um, because for years, as you know, I did network marketing, so I it just ignited everything.
0: Well, and and then just the other thing of happy mom, happy wife, then suddenly, you know, the whole family dynamics, just like that cardiac blue code, right? right? Suddenly becomes a much different scenario when you start hanging around with people and same thing, that initial leap. And, and, you know, I think a couple of important things that you've said here is that, You know, you made that decision. And once you made that, that was likely the single hardest thing to do. But once you've leaped and you said, oh my God, would you recommend that sometimes people, if they know they're really done, they ought to do it a little sooner?
1: Yeah, I I honestly wish I did do it sooner. Um, One, I would have avoided a trauma that that was really awful. Um, Two, I would have had a much happier family at the time. Um, because I was at a nurse at that point, this is before COVID working 60 to 80 hour weeks as a nurse. So I, I didn't have a life. My family didn't see me. My friends didn't see me. Uh, I didn't even see me. I didn't have time to be me at all ever. Um, so yeah, I do wish that I left sooner but I don't regret um, waiting for that perfect time to leave. Exactly. And that I think if many people
0: are in that scenario, start to dream a little bit about this isn't the only thing because, you you know, again, the tools that you had, the resources that you had, the education, the experience, when you think about it, if you can work with somebody who's sick, then imagine working with somebody who's got a business and a story to tell, because we all have a great story to tell, that there are other opportunities just expanding those horizons a little bit can make all the difference in the world. Can't they, Melissa?
1: Absolutely, that's actually why I've created a 12 week program to help other women do that sooner. Um, But I can definitely say I had a different attitude coming out of nursing for what was an emergency. And I think it sometimes drove people crazy. Uh, uh, My priorities were different. Than most. Um, I remember a couple of staffers saying, oh, I have to rush and get this done. I'm like, are they dying? They're like, no. Well, then it's not important. We can push them to a little bit later. They'll understand. And um, yeah, so I was called a, a couple of different names for that kind of attitude. But once they actually understood where I was coming from, they respected that attitude. Like you just have to come at it from a different angle.
0: Exactly. Well, and, and there are so many people out there they're busy, 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 but are they getting something done, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Introducing Jason Conrad from Bellavovino Inc. Bellavovino is an established full-service public accounting firm providing accounting, tax, and business consulting services to a wide range of business and individual clients. Believing in strong client relationships, services are tailored to meet your specific needs, whether you're a sole proprietor, not-for-profit, or established corporation. Growing substantially over the last five years, they are looking for clients who are looking to grow too. In today's business world, it is often difficult to know where to turn to get proper answers to your specific questions, or sometimes it's even difficult to know which questions to ask. Belvovino is here to offer you experience, advice, and technical guidance in whatever you may need. Belvovino is big enough to meet your needs, but small enough to know your name.
0: Okay, we're back. We're back. So, Melissa, you packed up the family, you moved back to Nova Scotia, and decided to take the leap. So, tell us where you are and what you're doing, because you got a lot to share.
1: Yeah, I'm doing quite a bit now. Um, I own my own digital media firm, which is absolutely fantastic. We help a lot of small businesses raise their digital presence and really collate their branding. So we really make sure that their branding is on par for all of their platforms because it's often one thing that's overlooked. Um, We also have a group program where we help women jump into the career they want uh, we're starting a membership group for female CEOs who want extra help. And we do workshops, we have a podcast, we're a very busy organization.
0: Excellent. But you've also in the short period of time that, that you've had your business, that you, you've pivoted to some, some different things. Number one, tell us about what you started with your daughter, because I always thought that was the neatest thing ever.
1: Um, so I have a mother daughter blog. So we have a cooking show. We haven't cooked in a year, but there are plans to start doing that soon. We had hoped to do it over the summer, but summer break is for relaxation. <laughs> it's just hard to really organize getting into the cooking, but we do a mother daughter blog, which is also really great. So you have a young person's perspective versus a parent's perspective. Um, So we call it the Gen X to Gen Z kind of perspective. So it's usually very unique uh, and that goes over quite well. We do tackle serious situations in our blog or we tackle fun situations on whether or not you should get a dog, but both of us are gluten-free. So I have celiac and she has a gluten intolerance. So that's where it kind of stemmed from coming up with recipes that my daughter liked Um, because having gluten-free can be very selective and it can be very gross if you have the wrong recipe. So we started the cooking show as a kind of way to find recipes that she actually likes. Um, Yeah, I absolutely love the blog and now she is actually taking over those social platforms. So if you see anything on the Danny and Me, it's actually my 12 year old writing it, which is awesome because that's showing her spark for growing out. I don't force her to do any of that piece. She wants to. She wants to grow that piece of the business. So I'm all for it.
0: Oh, and at 12, to be able to claim, claim and, and create her own voice. That yeah. is fantastic opportunity. There's nothing like the great life, the children of entrepreneurs get to really understand what life is really all about. And I know since you've started your business that you've pivoted a few times. And I also love the fact, Melissa, that as you see needs, you create opportunities. So tell us about this program for um, people switching.
1: So the group program uh, is really geared towards helping women go through what I went through because as women, we hold ourselves accountable for the pressures of raising the family or raising the household. So we don't often think of ourselves in changing careers because we're like, we have to have the stable career to make sure that everything is going smoothly at home. Or if we're a stay at home mom, we have to make sure that Everything is going smoothly at home. I'm not going to start this business because it's going to take away from the family. So what the program gears is dealing with all of those feelings. And so this is the nursing aspect coming in is dealing with all of those feelings of fear, um, things that are holding you back, and really rediscovering who you are as a female and what you want. And then we're going to give you the tools you need, whether it be a business or if you're going into to a traditional job. And then we're gonna set up a plan for the next year of action. And then we're gonna set up follow-up. So we really go through a lot in that 12 weeks. We also learn how to make a business plan if you're gonna be an entrepreneur. Uh, We go over all of the social media because I know social media so well. Uh, We go over applying for grants. We go over our limiting beliefs. We really jam-pack a ton of stuff in 12 weeks. It's And watching that transformation is so impressive. It's like those code blues, just watching somebody who's frustrated and stressed to super happy at the end. Um, So I have had a beta group go through and they've all had amazing results. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, and and not only do they have a great leader who's been through this, but when you also... um, get a group of people working together, the synergy that that creates to give each other the support. So is there another course on what they need to do every six months or
1: something? Yeah, Yeah. so there will be um, a a part two coming. Uh, We haven't created it yet. We've just gone through the beta to make sure that the first group program is well. But I am starting the, it's called the Strategic CEO Female, uh, it's a monthly membership that starts in September. It's launching, I think, this week. I have to ask my BA if it's launching this week or not. She knows better than me. Um, but that's just going to be a place for education and support for females continuing on before the second group program actually comes out.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Now, again, um, Network Equals Net Worth is about networking. Can you give some tips on on effective networking? Because Melissa, you're a pro.
1: Some days, (laughs) Um, really go out of your comfort zone to talk to people. Um, The worst thing you could do is go to a networking event and stay in the corner with your own group. Make sure you, you go out and you go over and you talk to at least three people you don't know. That way you can meet them and interact that way. Organize a coffee with somebody. So if you have somebody interested in your services, just organize a coffee. You don't have to sell them. Just organize a coffee and get to know them. That might be one of the greatest relationships that you ever develop. Um, Reach out to other people in your industry. Build that support around. It doesn't have to be a competition in work. I actually always say it's a collaboration. There's enough people in the world that need services. It shouldn't be a competition. Um, That's one of the biggest things that I find against some of these small businesses is you're my competition. It's like, no, you're really like we could be collaborating to help each other because everybody doesn't get along with everybody. Uh, And what I learned from you is always have a business card, which is probably one of my weaknesses. So now I use my phone and my scan. So be available to share your information with others as well. And don't be afraid to be a little vulnerable. And what I mean by that is to share a little bit of personal I have people who will come up and want to network, but they really just only want to talk about business. But if I'm at a coffee shop and all you want to talk about business and I'm with my family and we're not actually having coffee together, like get out of your comfort zone and ask me a personal question like, how's your day going? Yeah.
0: Try a human connection. Find out if you like each other, have something in common so that, you know, again, I'm a big believer in if we can find common ground, then business invariably is gonna happen if you get to know, like, and trust somebody. Exactly. Excellent, excellent. Well, all your contact information will be on this. I highly recommend um, Melissa and her services. She works with passion from the heart and understands. And COVID really, if it, what a talk on what COVID and social media, I think has pulled some people in that were kicking and screaming, not realizing the importance of the overall. Can you speak on that for a minute, Melissa?
1: Yeah, so what COVID has really done is it has forced people to go online, but it's also made them realize that people don't wanna just be sold. Um, So the biggest thing a business could do wrong is do nothing but sales on their social media your audience really wants to know, like, and trust you. So they really want to get to know behind the brand. They want to know what the brand stands for. They want to know um, what you're actually going to offer them. Are you just gonna sell them a service and leave them alone? Or are you actually gonna support them after the fact? Are you gonna just sell them this cookie and say, see you later? Or are you gonna see how I actually like your cookie? Are you gonna follow up with me in some sort of way? So I feel that it's really brought that family into the social media, that really wanting to know who people are. Because the the biggest thing that businesses don't understand is people have started to to check social media before they check your website. So if you have no social media, they're not gonna check your website because they're not gonna feel you're a valid business because there are so many fake accounts out there, they wanna make sure you are who you are and you do stand for what you stand for.
0: Excellent, excellent. So, and for many solo entrepreneurs, even more important. Well, Melissa, thank you so much. Alize Creative Solutions and uh, her contact information will be uh, on this. Thanks for listening to Network Equals networth. It's Delene Allen. I would love to hear your story. Thanks so much for listening. What'd you like best about today's conversations and the connections that lead to miraculous outcomes? Leave a review. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to share your story too. So why not touch base with Delene Allen on Instagram and we'll keep the conversations going.